know the lyrics to the extended version of every 90s TV theme song? And you recite the entire script to Wayne's World on command, verbatim. Might you wax nostalgic about injuries sustained during backyard wrestling matches? Have you pontificated at length over what beer goes best with Mario Kart? Do you philosophically dwell for inappropriate lengths of time on phenomena like snowsuits, minor five chords, Rocky Four, baseball stats, wall-mounted pencil sharpeners, cinnamon toast crunch, Murray Wilson, seasons two through eight of The Simpsons, Bond villains, then friends, lovers, palindromes, have we got the show for you. It's Calling BS with Brandon and Scott, your esoteric clerics for the fleet of mouth and mind. Brutally honest, meticulously obsessive, and painstakingly pragmatic. Check us out and BS, I love you. Dueling Genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we're covering the movie Chasing Amy, one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 74, quite possibly the greatest. Marco! Polo. Minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkutch. And I'm Doug from Good Times Great Movies. Uh, welcome back, Doug. It's Wednesday, and we're talking about, uh, well, Chasing Amy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something, something like that. I guess. <laughs> Close enough. Well, I mean, uh, you watch a lot of you, – you do the 80s movies over there. And, you know, sometimes you catch an 80s movie and it's, like, just pure 80s. So you're like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. This oh, movie yeah. is just dripping 80s. Like, this movie is dripping 90s. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I And, again, you know, in the last minute, I, I, I so love this. I, I just it, – it is an era – I mean, not to, not to give away my age, but this will totally do that. The first half of the 90s, I was in high school. Second half, I was in college. Like, this is – it i i love this era i love the music i will still listen to elastica i will still listen to all that fucking shit and i love it i love the fashion uh like i said i'll, I'll wear this shit again i love it <laughs> yeah wear it again like i haven't worn it like constantly <laughs> right, yes. since then like i don't still have that stuff in my closet so, i know so, doug you're gonna wear that pin that says the black man is god on it i probably <laughs> would if i could get my hands on that i would you know, that i might too <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I have a bunch of buttons and shit on the bag that I take into work. I'd probably put that there. <laughs> if nothing else, that's a conversation starter. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then one out of what, like 50 people is going to look at it and be like, oh, my God, that's from Chasing Amy. <laughs> oh, right. that, it'll be zero people. I, I teach at a college. None of my 19-year-old students are going to know what the hell that means. I mean, I'll be fired within a week, but still. I was going to say, yeah, you're much more likely to be like, um, Doug, you need to talk to HR. We've got a problem with one of your pins. <laughs> we have a problem with most of your pins, but this one's really bad. <laughs> this one's worse than usual. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. So this minute begins with Hooper shaking his head. And ends up with Holden just lying to himself and everybody else. Of like he's been doing this whole movie. <laughs> I was going to say, not much of a change <laughs> in his character. His character arc so far it hasn't been in his arc so much as a straight fucking line. Yeah. 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 Actually, it's gone down. There's no arc. It's just dropped off a cliff. Yeah. He's actually worse. When we started, uh, I don't know. He's he's a grumpy bastard right at the beginning, too, when they're at the bar. True. True. But before that, you're led to believe, like, oh, he's he's... Because it's him and Banky, so you're led to believe he's the, the more put-together one. He yeah. seems to got his stuff together. Banky's kind of a loose cannon, and then he becomes a grumpy bitch, and then he chases around a lesbian for a half hour, and you're like, oh, I'm not liking this guy. He's just a big, stupid baby. Like, he's a big, dumb idiot who We've shouldn't... got minutes coming up where he gets much, much fucking worse, too. <laughs> well, I think the... Oh, no, 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 much worse, but at the end of the next minute, I'm like, oh, my God, what a fucking baby this well, dude is. I will say this. This minute... 
and next minute, well, yeah. half of next minute, is his last chance. This is the last time, you know, the smartest person in this movie, the person most put together, Hooper yeah. X, is has been nothing for like the last last two minutes of last week and this week, has just giving good advice. Sure, he's giving. And he's going to continue doing it, and yeah. this jackass won't listen. Right. It is. It is kind of aggravating though to have this. Uh, this wonderful uh, Hooper X character, which I love so much, just then sort of boiled down to uh, the sage advice from the wise black man. Mm. Like, it's it's a little bit strange that that's what his character <laughs> becomes. I mean, yeah. at least there's enough comedy thrown in here. Um, but, but I also think, sort of as I spoke about before, I, I think that's kind of what makes this a little bit interesting, is you don't... You don't expect this kind of advice to come from a gay character, or at least not this character, this a minority piled on top of a minority. <laughs> yeah, it's like they took the person who has the most, quote-unquote, going against him. Right. And he's the only one that has his life together. Right, right. he's the one yeah. that like, makes the most sense. Like, he's moderately upset that he has to act like this for his, per, you know, his, yeah. for his professional, uh, you know. And it's to get any kind of, of respect. It's another one of those <laughs> things where I, I just watch this and I'm like, why are you hanging out with Holden? I mean, I get it. He's the protagonist of the movie. We have to follow him through the here. But I kind of understand Banky and Holden, their bizarre relationship. But man, Hooper seems to have his shit together. I can't imagine that he is just not irritated start to finish with Holden. Yeah, but I mean, would would it surprise you if somebody was like a year after these events, like say this was the real world, um, these two weren't friends anymore? Not oh, that they had, not that they yeah. had a fight. They just drifted apart and aren't friends anymore. No, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, uh-uh. yeah. It just it's like they became friends through some sort of professional relationship. They are friends right now, but they're they may be friends of convenience. Yeah. I mean, I, at the end of this, not to spoil the end, but I almost feel like it's just Holden being like, well, I learned a lesson and it cost me all my friends and relationships, yeah. but yeah. perhaps I'm a better person? Question mark. Well, yeah. if I threw this movie, I don't understand how he has any friends at all. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Talk about, we were talking about his arc. His arc, if this movie's 90 minutes, his arc is, it like starts at like 87. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it uh, and it doesn't end until Jay and Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> that's that's yeah. when it ended. Again, and thank God it ended there. <laughs> right? Yes. And again, he's just a miserable mope through this entire movie, pretty much. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does. He is he is droopy dog this whole time. Yep. It's not so attractive. after after the kid finally leaves and Hooper is you know getting over his professional problems. <laughs> so then he brings up that maybe your fragile fantasy isn't gonna you know isn't true, and Holden goes, "Oh, what are you talking about?" Yeah. And and Hooper is not buying this bullshit for a second. Yeah, <laughs> because it is it is crazy, and it's something where I don't know if it's just Kevin Smith thinks that every guy must think this way, you know that oh well, uh, you know, because he even says like it, it's it's funny because you think that anything that you're doing in bed hasn't already been done by multiple people before that, and. I don't know. Is he just a naive moron? Like, yes. is that his yes. problem? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that, too. He's just, yeah. Oh, well, and again, it's the type of thing we've talked about. Kevin always writes his characters younger yeah. than they are. Right. Like, he's, like, close to 30. Oh, and this guy's his- 22 going on 37. Like, yeah. it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. If 22, you might be shooting a little high, too. Well, well I'm just saying, I think Kevin, Kevin Smith wrote him as a 22-year-old. When, yeah. When's the last time you were with a woman of... 
and we're like, oh, she probably has little to no sexual experience. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, high school? Yeah, when I was 17 and I knew she already had way more than I did. <laughs> yeah. And as I've said, I said it in Clerks. I, I don't know if I said it in Mallrats, but I've said it in this movie of you don't want the answers to these questions. Right. Because there can be no satisfactory answer. Yeah. Either the person has no experience and you're going to be like, oh, no. Like, now I'm going to – they're going to – be bad or they're mm-hmm. gonna you know i now i gotta be worried about what i'm doing or you're gonna find out you know they got like they're on level 99 experience you know they fucking leveled all the way up yeah and now you're gonna be like oh shit <laughs> like yeah. oh no am i out of my depth here or, or for some reason not be able to handle it like holden does yeah oh yeah that's yeah exactly <laughs> but, and, and as as you guys said before i mean we are in New York, it's it's not like he's living in the middle of nowhere, right. and his only sexual experience was you know his mom sitting him down and telling him what sex yeah. is. Like I, I would assume that these are somewhat quote unquote worldly people, and and that this nothing she says, nothing he said, nothing anybody says should become a should be a shock to this guy at all at no. his age. He, yeah, he's so worried about. Everything, as we'll find out after this, like this whole – the whole lesbian angle and the not being with men before will end up shattering him completely when it is – it should not be that earth-shattering. It should be like he has the right to be mildly annoyed like if she brought that up. Sure. And was like, well, actually, I lied to you. I've had sex with men before, obviously, probably Mm -hmm. multiple times. He could be like, why the fuck didn't you ever tell me that? And the conversation should be, well, it just became easier to tell men that I'm just a lesbian so I don't have to deal with their bullshit. That's it. A 10-minute conversation, and it's all cleared up. Instead, he's holding on to this of like, oh, this is it. I, You know, I got it. I found the crystal key, and I've unlocked all the safes, and, you know, I've broken the code. <laughs> I feel like he's got more of a right to be mad that she lied to him that whole time than he does about her, you know, sexual experiences. Like, well, just th- the fact that she was telling him she'd never been with a guy before. At his age, he should know better <laughs> than True. someone's sexual past is none of your fucking business. True. Not, right. not that you don't have any right to know about it, I guess, but you have no right to get mad about it. The yeah, problem with this is I think it's because it came up from somebody he knows, too. And and everybody knows Rick Darris, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, again, if these characters skewed 10 years younger, if these were conversations between 15, 16 year old kids, I 100% get it. And I would understand his sort of mopey outrage, I guess. It just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work with actors of this age. (laughs) Well, the issue is like in Clerks, they're 22. Yeah. Which is like, you're already hitting like the ceiling. Sure. For where you can be like, oh, I knew a lot. (laughs) Everyone's, you can be a shiftless layabout at 22 because- they did what a lot of people did. They mm-hmm. graduated high school. They went to college off and on. Taking a couple years you know. off. Yeah. And then <laughs> next thing you know, you're 22 and you're living at home. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And like, that is not an unusual story. This guy runs a successful business. <laughs> I know. Right. He's making he's, money. Yeah. We're led to believe he's doing pretty well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he's, this apparently is his Achilles heel. What I would love to see is. What were his last three relationships like? That's what I was so yeah. curious about. What were any of his prior relationships like? Were they all messes or was it just was did he have normal relationships before this and for whatever reason this one just tapped into that part of his brain that he could not handle? Yeah. I I feel like anything in, in her sexual past would have bothered him though. Right. Like I can't if imagine she had fa- his yeah. last well, re- good. Like imagine if she had found out like say she was straight. None of this 
none of the lesbian stuff's in it. It's just a girl he met. She's straight. And he finds out that her last boyfriend was like a, a professional porn actor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's just, you know, he's a, he's, he's all man, let's say. Yeah. And then he would feel upset of like, oh, I just don't measure up literally to him. I feel like that w- that could break him. I feel You'd like anything could break him. Have the same movie. It would be the same movie. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's almost looking for things to be pissy about. Yes. Yeah. Like anything in her background would have been just like this devastates him in a way it just shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. And every person has said that. I go, listen. It's a pretty bad when Banky, who is the, the man child of this movie, has already sat him down and told him, "You will not be able to handle this. Mm-hmm. You're too conservative. It will ruin you." Yeah, and he now, way ahead of time for that. Yeah. He did. So he has told him, and now Hooper's given him his last lifeline of like, listen, just you need to roll with it. Yeah. And, and I mean, you brought up the fact, you know, you, you referred to Banky as, you know, a man child. I mean, Holden is clearly emotionally stunted. Like something <laughs> happened in his childhood to do this. Yeah, he says men need to be Marco Polo when it comes to sex. <laughs> I don't know if it needs to be that much, but I think Holden feels like he needs to be that. Right. Right. Yeah. Just replace the word men with Holden anytime Hooper's talking to him, and this makes so much more sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to say you instead right. of men. Yes. Yeah. You. Listen, I know you. <laughs> I've known you for quite a while. I understand you. And uh, you're going to have serious problems with this. I it's talked funny. to Banky about it. We're talking constantly about you. <laughs> it's funny. Most of the people I knew, were, if they fell on that scale anywhere, it was on the other side. Not that they wanted their par- partner to have no history. They wanted them to have a sordid checkered history so they'd be willing to go with them because my friends were dirtbags. Because <laughs> they'd be like, all right, well, listen, she's already slept with all these other guys. So, like, I probably got a chance. I mean, I'm awful. They were awful. Yeah, your friends were dirtbags, but they were like, I'm kind of a stable dirtbag at this point. So <laughs> yeah. maybe this is going to work out for me. But here's the difference. Like, I'm saying that when I'm like, ah, oh, that those are my friends. Like, that was at, like, age 20. Again, like, it's not... They were with, right. at twenty eight. They were married. Yes, <laughs> not that okay. you have to be. Like, not that it's that crazy to not be married. But like, even people I knew who are not married at twenty eight, they yeah, they had their shit together at yeah. least. Yeah, it almost seems like for all of these characters, and and when I say all of these characters, I'm really just talking about Holden and Banky. It feels like they are on the cusp of getting their shit together where it's like a year after these events, they're fine and they are in stable relationships with people and they're both married in a couple of years after that and so on and so forth. Again, they skew way too old, but that's sort of the only thing I can kind of cling to when I watch this and go, all right, if I imagine that that they're okay in a few months, maybe this all makes sense. Well, and we said everyone needs to have – that relationship or two or seven that go completely sideways. Exactly. Um, You're hoping it happens a little earlier than this and (laughs) you don't want quite the devastating results. Like you don't want to have, you don't want to lose all your friends afterwards, (laughs) but you're probably going to have a relationship. You're almost okay. If you have both things happen, one where a relationship blows up and it's not your fault Mm -hmm. and one that blows up that is. (laughs) So you can learn some valuable lessons when you do something like that. (laughs) <laughs> like when a relationship completely dissolves and you're like, oh, that is uh, that is on me. Yeah. Y- you hope that's when you're like 16 and not when you're married with two kids. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah, because <laughs> then then you don't want to be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Can I get a mulligan on this one? <laughs> uh, I have plenty of friends that that's happened to, and then they're just like, oh shit, I got kids and everything right. now. Now this I got child support. Mess, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It should I, not. You, it should not happen in your thirties, as is, um, yeah. you know, happening to Ben Affleck in this movie. I like that Hooper. <laughs> Hooper begins to explain to him. Um, he knows that men feel like they really need to like break new ground, so he lets his boyfriends run with it a little bit, mm. <laughs> act like they're rocking his world. <laughs> it's like that's nice, you know, the kind of shit that I would normally assume that women do, right? Mm. Where like they let you believe, like, oh, you're doing something amazing, but like even if you are or you aren't, I feel like they could turn that off at any point. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> They can be like, yeah, you were great. You were like the 12th greatest guy I've ever been with. And you're like, ooh, that is, that hurts. <laughs> right. Or then you followed up with like, listen, have you been with like 72 guys? Because that's pretty good then. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> can I get like a percentage here? Right. Yes. Maybe exactly. like, can we throw a pie chart up here so I can really yeah. know where I'm at? <laughs> I prefer them uh, to just not say anything. I'm like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, you know what? Don't say anything because, first of all, it'll probably be a lie just to make me feel good. And yeah. uh, I know it'll be a lie, so it, it means nothing. Thank you, though. <laughs> well, I appreciate and I said, the effort. <laughs> especially if you're not from the same hometown, haven't grown up together. This is some person you met at college or yeah. you met afterwards at work. Why in you, the hell would you want to know anything that happened to them before then? You need to know nothing about that. You need nothing to know at nothing. Yes. At yeah. some point um former uh flings and boyfriends will probably get brought up over the course of your relationship just in sure. the natural progression of sure. talking about your history but like who wants to sit down like say you've had your first coitus yeah. who wants to sit down right afterwards and be like all right here i got a yellow legal pad out right. if you could just run through everybody that you've banged and i don't know we can do like a scale here like a one to ten right. sexual prowess and when we get to the last one you can kind of throw me in where we're at here <laughs> It is, Holden, it's, that's who wants to do that crap. You're right, exactly. Yes, <laughs> this deranged maniac who's yeah. the star of this film. Like, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's like, listen, if you're starting to get serious with somebody, fine. Maybe you want to find out, listen, do you maybe have a kid out there somewhere? <laughs> or, do you know, were you married before? That's a reasonable question to ask. But past flings and relationships, nah. even if they lived with someone for a year... Who ca- it doesn't matter. They're not tied to that individual anymore. There's nothing there. Like Jeff you said, have- sometimes that stuff gets brought up, and you don't even want to know sure. then. Years right. later, you don't want to know. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. well, it's one thing. Because if it gets brought up years later, it's probably going to get brought up in the context of I dated so and so in high school. Right. Yeah, but that's pretty much where it's going to end. You're probably not going to get into the details of like. Yeah. Oh, and here's uh, this one time we were in the Burger King bathroom. You know, you may not get into that level of detail. He had a fake nose. It's a a dumb thing, but I'll I'll tell you guys something stupid personal here. I mean, I've been married to my wife for like, you know, 15 years. We had three kids and everything. And one day, I don't know, she was just talking about this guy she used to date. And she mentioned that he had a Ferrari. And I, my head was exploding. Like, I didn't care at all about any of their sexual activity. But it was like days afterwards, I was like, a Ferrari? I got to find a picture of this car. Can you like show it to me? I was, I was amazed by this. So I was glad she brought that up. But like, again, that was brought up in like the natural progression yes, of just exactly. your relationship. Right. Yes. You weren't digging like some sort of half-ass right, miner right. trying to figure out right. what the hell was going on in her past. Yes. If Here's a little shout out to everybody. If your significant other is extremely interested in your past, particularly your sexual past, like 
red flags are going up like crazy. Oh, that's danger. You need to get out of that relationship yeah. immediately. Yeah. I mean, maybe you don't want them to be completely disinterested in where you're from. Like, but if no, you were like, but- oh, that's someone I used to date, and my normal response to that would be like, okay, like, right. what do I care? Right. <laughs> yeah, the follow up isn't. Was he good and bad? Was he better yeah, yeah. than me? Like, if that is a follow-up question by someone, you have to cut them loose. Like, this can only lead to but see, possibly your murder. Again, this is Kevin Smith, because it, look, we've talked about it before. Yeah. He's had conversations with his own mother about this stuff. Oh, yeah. He's got a, he, he's got some weird sexual <laughs> hang-ups. He can't, he can't handle not knowing. It's strange. Well, and he says, again, this whole movie is born out of the fact that that weird sexual hang-up is Kevin's. Yes, it's definitely yeah. his. He said that he was in a relationship and he could not deal with that person's past. Now, am I saying that you couldn't get in a relationship with somebody who you could not deal with their past? Oh, no. It's totally possible. Right. But then you just drop out of that relationship yeah. because it's just one of a million reasons to like not be in a relationship with somebody. And it's different if she like banged all your friends and it's constantly in your face. You know, like they're coming over right. and ha-ha, this and that, joking around. But this – he's got to find this shit out. It's not like he's – it's it's not like he stumbled across it. Well, Banky did, <laughs> but yeah. he's digging too. He is digging. Like yeah. he wants to know way too much about it. And again, I said all of this still could be avoided up until this point, up until the end of this week. If he just sat down with her and said, "Hey, listen, stupid ass Banky can't do with this finger cuffs thing." Mm-hmm. Um, he told me the story. Even if she got upset and cried and told you the story, all he has to say at the end of it is be like, "It's fine." Right. If he just said that at the end of it, if she, even if she got upset, even if he really wasn't fine with it, <laughs> if at the end you just go, hey, listen, it's not a big deal. It's fine. Yeah, like, there's, there's no need. That's it. It's over. Yeah. The whole thing's over. There's something to be said with dealing with other individuals as rational human beings when you're in a relationship with them. Yeah. And that really doesn't happen. Like once they're in a relationship, everything is heightened to this insane level. It's not like early on where they could just talk and have a conversation. And that's one of the weirdest things about this movie. Uh, we'll get to, we'll get to it next minute where it's he he goes from this when you're if I told you at the end of his conversation with Hooper, like what do you think the odds are that he does something insane in the next scene? Well, you right. might be like, I don't know, like twenty five percent. He should be taking you would be Hooper's wrong. advice. Right. He should yeah. be taking Hooper's advice and, and forgetting about this shit. No, it's yes. not exactly what happened. No, it just sets him <laughs> off. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, the end of this minute, Holden says what may be the biggest lie of the entire movie. Hooper says, anything that you've done has probably been done long before you got there. Mm-hmm. Everything's been done. You know, everything under the sun's been done. Yeah. And Holden says, I can accept that. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> you hear it. 100%. This movie you, wouldn't exist if you could accept that. You hear it in Hooper's voice when he goes, honey. <laughs> That's yeah. where it ends. He, like, he knew all right. Like, oh, God, you're so yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's the equivalent of me being like, of looking at a 3,000-foot cliff to climb up. Yeah, I climb that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> That's not happening for you. And then the guy next to me would be going, honey. Like, yeah. no, you're yeah. not climbing. <laughs> no, it, it's it's wild. I mean, clearly, you know, Hooper knows him. They, they've had some sort of friendship for a while. As we said before, he understands what type of psychopath Holden is. And yeah. he knows that this is probably the first time anyone has given him that advice or told him that possibly what you think you are doing to women has been done before by multiple partners. Yeah. He's never thought about yeah. that in and his life. Maybe at the same time. <laughs> 
Um, what I would wonder is, right. I would love to go back and interview 18, 19-year-old me watching this for the first time mm-hmm. and wonder if I'm on Holden's side or not. Because at my age now, at by this point in the movie, yeah. I'm like actively rooting against him. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. No, I, I think you I mean I don't I don't know you, but I I think I was on his side. I think I was at, on his side beyond it. I at think eighteen yeah, eighteen nineteen yeah. I was probably on his side until the end. Until like the bitter end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was the guy oh, yeah. um to use one of Chris's favorite shows as a reference point, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. One of the things that if you've watched all of Breaking Bad is a thing to point out or a thing that you like to discuss is at what point do you stop being on Walter White's side? <laughs> at some point but everybody's so got – shut up, Chris. Everybody's got a different breaking point of like the thing that made you turn against him. <laughs> right. well, maybe but like, for most people, that's not, that's not a breaking point for most people. Most people are like <laughs> – some people are – because he's selling drugs point. to help oh, his family. Wow. So you're like, oh, I understand. And then he, uh, then he hurts some people. Him. But they're drug dealers. So fuck them. Like, and then he kills somebody. But he's a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, it gets to a point where you're like, oh, no, no. You realize, oh, he's a bad guy. Like – I'm not on his right. side anymore. So Holden is not like not quite that bad, but he's not the good person in this movie. Like No, 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 no. he's definitely not. <laughs> no, Holden's the person that would get to the end of Breaking Bad and be like, I don't know. I think Walter was pretty Yeah, it yeah, it would be it's <laughs> it's season 7. It's the last yeah. episode and he's like, I am still 100% on Walter White's side. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right. I hope this like, guy listen, makes it through. Walter right. White's not on Walter White's side anymore. <laughs> I only made it that far because I want to see oh, both okay. of them. Don't die. get Chris started. Chris hates Breaking Bad. Yes. Wow. Really? Yes. Okay. I hate I, watch. I, I hate watch that whole series. So. Yeah. I hate watch Game of Thrones. So <laughs> I could see, see now. I loved Game yeah. of Thrones. <laughs> I like Game but, of Thrones. But what I, I really enjoyed about the yeah. last season is where they packed four seasons of shit into like four episodes. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. See, I I hate watched it so much. I have not watched the last season. <laughs> oh God, you watched that like, last like, season. Well, there was stuff that happened over okay. the course of yeah. like six episodes in the first season. That they compacted into like fifteen oh. minutes, and like the you're like, what? What happened? How? Where the fuck are these people at? They're like yeah, all yeah. over. And my wife and I, my wife and I watched it in real time too. So then season to season, like it would start up oh, and it'd be like, yeah. who the fuck is this oh, dude? Right. What is happening? Who are they talking about? Where are they? What <laughs> right, is listen, been two I'll years? Tell you ex- <laughs> it was. I'll wild tell you exactly how I was able to thing. wrap my mind around that. I just stopped giving a fuck. I just, I just, I just, right. okay. just consigned myself to the fact that there's only going to be like five characters who I'm 100% sure I know who they are. I knew like right. most of the Starks yeah. I knew. Um, I knew like, you know, like Tyrion and like a couple of the main people, but like all the other randos, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I remember a guy died in like season four and oh, everybody yeah. was like torn up about it. I'm like, I don't, I'm not even sure I know who that is. i did that a lot (laughs) yeah there was one point where a character again i know nothing about this there was a character who like helped somebody escape or something and he took the hood off his head and it was supposed to be this huge reveal and my wife and i looked at each other and we're like who the fuck is that everybody else seems to know i'll tell you what the bitch of that show was everybody had like three names Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And everybody yeah. was a bearded white guy. Yeah. Bearded white guys, <laughs> names and places yeah. sounded the same. Yeah. I don't Talk know about a difference. show that could have used some uh, integrated casting. Like, not because yeah. I want you to be more diverse, just to help me know who the hell people are. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't want it to be racist, but if there's one clan of people that looks totally different right. than another one, that yeah. might help a little bit. <laughs> I was so happy when the Unsullied showed up because they looked a little different. They had a black I don't know what that there. means. What's an Unsullied? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It was like, they're wearing a lot more fur than these people, so I don't know, are they different? Like, oh, no, it's another seven-foot-tall bearded guy. That's wonderful. It was funny, because if you started it, at the beginning of that show, there was only one person who, it was just, uh, what's his face? Uh, Sean Bean. So, like, he's the only person you know. Yeah. He's your touchstone. Like, all right, I know who he is. Yep. Oh, fuck, he's gone. God damn it. Uh, that son of a bitch. Now, <laughs> yep. Now I got to try to figure out what the hell's going on with the rest yep. of these people. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I'm like, oh my god, how many damn kids does he have? I can't <laughs> even believe this. But it was cool because you were really, you know, into that character, and he was. Going oh sure, on. Yeah. yeah. It was but like the Sean Bean show. And I, I, was like, I would tell you, I think Game of Thrones ran into the same problem that Walking Dead did, right around the same time too, right around like season four or five of the first couple seasons. Those shows, for whatever their flaws were, had a lot of yeah. balls. They would kill off main characters. They would make crazy turns, but then they were victims of their own success. They got popular. Characters get popular. You can no longer kill off the popular characters. So, like, at some point you realize the plot armor becomes so thick for certain characters that they're never going to get killed. It's like, all right, this guy's never going to die because he's way too popular. And I kept waiting for, like, just kill – if they – like, in that last season or two, if he would have just killed off one of those super popular characters, I'd been like, all right. I'm still with you. Nope, never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now nah, we've wandered oh, off. We've God, talked about far right more either. popular characters than this. <laughs> right. It's because nobody wants to go on to the next minute because, you know, you feel like uh, holding circle in the drain here and he's only got about 30 seconds of air left. <laughs> All right. If anybody's got anything else, Doug, why don't you give some plugs and see if we can make it to the end of this episode. Uh. All right. Well, uh, check out Good Times, Great Movies, wherever you get your podcasts. It's an 80s movie podcast. We talk about movies that aren't great, usually. And if they are great, we still make fun of them. You know, it's just a a good time with not a great movie. I I want you to think I wasn't. I didn't didn't hear you drop off this time. (laughs) (laughs) We are the James Holland Bob Minute. We're on DuelingGenre.com. Uh, we did Clerks one minute at a time. We did Mall Rats one minute at a time. We're working our way through Chasing Amy now. If you like the sound of our voice, you can go all the way back and listen to the Burbs Minute. And that's all I got. You got he the devil. Jeff?